Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on mixer.com slash squarecast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. Uh, In this episode, we are going to be talking about and watching Boating School, which is uh, from the first season, episode 4B, the sister episode to Naughty Nautical Neighbors. Um, Before we get into anything about the episode, um, just wanted to talk just a second uh, and let you know, I, I love all of the support I've gotten from you guys uh, thus far, the nice messages uh, from Instagram. Uh, follow us at, at SpongeBob, Pod, uh, SpongeBob Podcast. Super simple. We are we are on Twitter as well. Um, I think it's I'm Ready Podcast, but but Instagram obviously has, has been successful, and, and there's a, a Facebook page as well. Um, but yeah, Instagram has been a, a very easy means to, to, to talk to some of you guys and, and get a little bit of your feedback. Um, I found, you know, my show's on iTunes and iTunes won't post up ratings until it gets to a certain amount. And, uh, but that's not the case on Apple music, which, uh, pretty much you you put any rating and it shows up right away. So I happened to, to see us on Apple music and there was a one star rating. And I thought my, my first inclination was to, to be upset about that. But then I went, this is, this isn't, this is still a new show. Uh, we, we've been around for almost a year now and there, there isn't much to show for it and it's still chugging along, uh, very slowly, but picking up and you, you know, even the greatest TV shows, the greatest movies, uh, the greatest musical entertainers has people who would give that stuff one star. Uh, and, and no, no, I am not saying that, uh, that my show is, is anywhere near the best of anything, but, um, I don't personally think my show is five stars and that's just me being critical. The goal is to get it to a five star level. And, um, the only way for that to happen, honestly, is, is by the people who listen, by the fans. And so if anybody likes the content I'm putting out, please, by all means, uh, any, any constructive criticism, any sort of praise, Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Even if you say this show sucks and you move on with your day, like, hey, that stuff I ignore. You know, I if I'd rather know why you don't like something. Um, that's why any of the videos I put up on YouTube, I I disable the the knee jerk rating reactions uh, and keep the comments open because I'd rather somebody go like, 
I don't like your show because of this, this, and this. And then for me to to digest that and go like, all right, like let's you know let's let's try to move this forward because, um, uh, even though I'm running this show, I'm the captain here. Uh, I I don't have all the ideas. I don't have all the answers. Um, I'm just trying to make a good show. Uh, and and support everyone else out there. If you're a SpongeBob fan, by all means, like there, there's a few other shows doing this idea. I'm not the first. I I had the name like ten years ago when there was no other SpongePod Squarecasts, and uh, and I didn't. I just sat on it for so many years. Um, so that's my own fault. But we're gonna keep this chugging along. Uh, we're almost coming up to the first live stream of. Uh, it's gonna be Nicktoons Racing. We're gonna do both the. Uh, PS1 and Game Boy versions. Um, I'm trying to get an arc the arcade version as well. Um, so follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. When that date is coming up, that's going to be, I believe, uh, because after I play the game, that footage is going to be uploaded uh, to YouTube. But uh, an episode of the show is going to be dedicated to reviewing the game. Um, that's going to be episode 23. So. Um, we're, we're, we're almost there. It's coming up, uh, but it's going to be at some point this year. So pay attention to social media. I will bark about that. Like the second I have a date that, that we're going to be live streaming on, uh, on Twitch or Mixer. Uh, once I know all that information is concrete, I will be uh, every day putting posts up about it, uh, to, to get people to watch. And if one person watches, that's fine. And, and it's going to at least turn into a semi-regular thing at that point. Um, so yeah. We are moving on to boating school. This is an episode with a lot of firsts in it, uh, just like a, a bunch of episodes in season one. But these are some important ones. Uh, this is the first episode in which we meet Mrs. Puff. This is the first episode that we are introduced to her boating school. This is also the first episode that the My Leg uh, running gag made its made its uh, debut here. Boom, Fred the Fish. Uh, the boating school is important because it, it started out apparently as a Genesis by by Nickelodeon kind of giving. Now, originally, SpongeBob was a little bit a little bit more of a child at one point. His name was SpongeBoy. He had a little bit more of a uh, childlike appearance to him. And the, the idea of the boating school, as far as the stuff I have ever read, came from the fact of like it was an easy way for there to still to be a school element, but it's also something an adult would be doing just like us as humans we go to driving school you go about when you're you're six you know 15 16 17 even some people wait till they're 18 and, and afterwards uh that's you know that's the boating school so you can still have episodes where it feels like he's younger but it's it's not inherently you know like school school so that's kind of the the gray area there the fun they can have they can have episodes that are a little bit more adult with the with the boating school uh like this one is is a little bit more adult and then you have uh, uh other episodes where it's more of a kid thing that he's in he's in school for uh and trust me if i have people listening who haven't gone through driving school i i failed i i'm kind of the opposite of spongebob because uh there was an electronic test that i failed twice and it was just, I forgot how many questions it was, but I think it was like 15 questions. If you got three wrong, you were done. And by the end, by like question 15, I would have had, both times I failed, I had two wrong, 
but I'm at question 15. It's like, this is the last one. If you get it right, you pass. If you get it wrong, you fail. Uh, so the first time that happened, I'm just sweating bullets and, um, I don't, I just blanked out and, and messed up. And, uh, that, that didn't feel terrible. Failing the second time felt terrible going. Cause you know, you're away. I was away from my coming out to my mother and saying I failed. Uh, I don't think she was that surprised, but my father brought me the second time. And when I went back out and said like, yeah, I didn't pass. Uh, he was a little upset. Uh, not, not angry. Just, I think more angry at the whole situation. Like, come on. I, he, he knew I knew what I was doing as far as answering those questions. Uh, so it was just frustrating. Like, how could you fail? Because I know you passed all the, the courses and uh, you were studying and, and I'm just like, I just got nervous because they don't let you sit. It's just like, you're at this big touch screen, you're standing there and it's just super nervous. Um, I passed the third time. And then when it came to the driving part, it was, it, I, it was like cake. It was a cakewalk for me. So unlike SpongeBob, who excels as far as I know, as any of their writing portions of this of this exams, he knows all the information that there needs to be about driving. But the second he gets behind that wheel, of that boat, he just it's just done. It's almost like all that information just goes out of his head. So uh, complete, complete opposite for me. Um, now, let's let's talk a second about Mrs. Puff. This is her first appearance. She is the first like big secondary character um in the show there's you know you have your main cast and we've and we've been introduced to everybody and this is like the first character outside of that uh that that plays a massive role in SpongeBob's life um you know we we've and, and there there's a few of these characters out there there's a small handful of of those secondary characters and there's no denying that Mrs. Puff is is the most important out of all of them um and she is voiced by the absolute wonderful Mary Jo Catlett, who is a uh, longtime actress. Uh, 2013, she, I believe it's 2013, she uh, she retired from acting, and but has maintained a, a few voice acting gigs. Because voice acting is, uh, you can show, it's a job you can show up in your pajamas. Uh, and she's been, uh, she's been Mrs. Puff for so long. I mean, this episode, uh, this episode, Boating School, debuted all the way back on uh, August 7th, 1999. So since then, she's been voicing Mrs. Puff, which I can't imagine it's it's a lot of, uh, you know, how many sessions in a year does she show up to do Mrs. Puff? I can't imagine it's, it's that much. Um, so it's an easy gig, and I imagine she likes it. And uh, I'm I'm happy she's she's still with us. Uh, ab- absolutely, I believe she's the oldest member of the cast right now. I believe she's she's got a couple of years on uh, Roger Bumpus. Yeah, let me double check on that. She is 81 years old. Um, and Roger Bumpus, which you know I don't uh I don't keep track of their ages. Roger Bumpus is 68. Okay, she's got she's got years on him. I don't know why I think Roger was anywhere near 80. Um. By the way, uh, actually, I'm going to say this now just because I uh, I just thought of it. I have two signed pops by by uh, Squidward Pops by Roger Bumpus. Um, neither of them. This is just a very quick anecdote. Uh, bear with me. Uh, neither of them. I I was there for. And what happened was 
my this was a couple months ago so this is i'm recording this in january 2020 so i think in october of 2019 my brother was going up to a to a comic-con in boston and when he told me he was going he was like hey you know check out who's going to be there maybe i can get something signed for you i immediately go to the voice actors i mean i don't I wouldn't mind meeting a celebrity, but I think like John Travolta is going to be there. It's not, I, I don't, I wouldn't get excited to meet John Travolta, but you know, uh, but voice actors, I'm like all day and night, I'll, I'll meet them, you know, cause, cause those people have a huge effect on me. Second, I saw Roger Bumpus. I was like, well, I know what you're getting signed. So I gave him, I gave him the Squidward pop and I gave him a blue paint marker. Cause I thought it would look really good with the, uh, with the box and everything. And, um, he texts, he messages me, this is on a Saturday, he messages me uh, a little later, hold on, I gotta, I gotta grab this because it's, it's so specific, he messages me later on going like, hey, I got, I got him to sign the pop, I was like, all right, cool, that's wonderful, and he was holding back information, he was like, I don't think you're gonna, you're gonna be 100% happy though, I said, why, what's up, I'm trying to like hold the mic while grabbing this at the same time, Ugh. So my brother apparently meets for meets Roger Bumpus and doesn't speak up loud enough for my name, you know, because he was going to write it to to Eric Roger Bumpus. So he sends me the picture of this pop and in blue paint marker, it says to Harry Roger Bumpus and Harry is crossed out and it says it says Eric. And he was like, uh, he yelled at me in Squidward's voice. It was really funny. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a great story for you. And this is hilarious. But I'm just I, the anxiety I had at that point. It was just it was it was palpable. Um, so then I found out that uh, that a friend of mine was going going on Sunday. So I, I told him the story and, and to get a signature, I think it was 40, 30 or $40, which that's not terrible to, to meet somebody and, and get their autograph. Uh, so I found out this other person was going to be there on Sunday. Uh, I went out. I had to get another Squidward pop. Uh, my brother wasn't going to be back until Monday, so I had to get a new paint marker. And I, uh, I gave it to this person, gave them the 30 or $40, but apparently... I don't know if he handed him the paint marker or if Roger was just like, he said, you know, oh, he, he wasn't taking the paint marker, um, but he signed the second Squidward Pop to Eric Roger Bumpus in a regular Sharpie. So uh, I don't have the perfect signed pop, but it's, I love the two Harry one now even more just because of that. Um, and that is my Squidward Pop anecdote. Um, that I can't, I can't believe it happened then. And I've recorded a few episodes and have not mentioned that story until now. I don't know what about now, I guess just talking about Roger Bumpus made me think of that. So, uh, back, back to recording. Um, so Mary Jo has done a bunch of, of different, um, television programs. Uh, she's done Dukes of Hazard. She's done different strokes. Um, she was in a, on a couple episodes of General Hospital. She was on a couple episodes of That's So Raven. Um, she was the witch in Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. But looking at this whole, her whole career here in television, um, and even in film, like the the biggest thing that pops out of all of this is Mrs. Puff. Um, 
you know, she she was a main cast member in season five and eight, five through eight on different strokes. Um, but when you just look at the magnitude of, of how long SpongeBob has has been on the air, um, it, it's just it, there's no comparison to any of these other these other uh, gigs here. So I got to imagine, even if she just stopped taking bookings and everything, she would probably still um, be be doing SpongeBob until she literally can't anymore. So uh, good for her. A lot of love for her. I hope to meet her one day uh, very soon. Speaking of pops, where's our Mrs. Puff Pop? Come on, Funko. There's a, uh, there's a whole, uh, I have a whole episode. I, I'm a, I'm a Funko pop collector. There's a whole episode I can do about, uh, Funko pops. Uh, I love the Nickelodeon line. That's the one I mainly collect. And they uh, stopped at the Wild Thornberries. They were doing all of the Nicktoons in order for any Nicktoons fans out there. Uh, obviously, SpongeBob and Invader Zim they did out of order, and then they they did. But like they were they did Ren and Stimpy, and then they did Rugrats and um, uh, Rocco's Modern Life and Out Real Monsters and Hey Arnold and, and Cat Dog. They were doing them pretty strictly in order, and then they they did Wild Thornberries and stopped. And the next ones are Rocket Power, and it's like. There's still so much, like I said, I could do a whole episode and just rant on the this stuff. I want a Winslow pop from CatDog. I want a, a Humvee pop ride with Debbie Thornberry. Um, where are the twins? Where's Phil and Lil from Rugrats? Come on, Funko. Uh, this is like, if you ever, uh, even on the SpongeBob Instagram, if you ever see me comment on any Funko stuff, it's 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 harassing them over the, the Nicktoons line. Um, so we need a Mrs. Puff pop so I can get that signed. All right, Funko? Knock it off with the Star Wars and Harry Potter for like a week, please. All right, that's my that's my Funko rant. Anyway, um, so yeah, Mary Jo. Uh, so we have the boating school. We have uh, we have Mrs. Puff. We of course have uh, the the long running gag. My legs starting in this episode, and this starts an entire kind of side story of SpongeBob. Just kind of like Plankton, Plankton's goal is to get the Krabby Patty and a few other characters kind of have these these series-long missions. This starts a whole new one in which SpongeBob is just unable to get his boating license. Um, he seems to be doing okay without it. Uh, I They've never really mentioned how long it takes, you know, because he's biked to work. He has one of those, like, unicycles. I don't know how long it takes for him to get from home to the Krusty Krab. He seemed okay in the first episode getting there without the use of a boat. Uh, and I don't know, like, where he would go or what he would do with a boat, like, what 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 his intentions are. But um, he seems to get fine around Bikini Bottom fine without it. So I I, I don't know. It's just one of those questions that I, I don't think there's a need for him. And I would probably tell him, like, dude, stop wasting your time going to boating school. I think you're fine. But... If it's something where it's like it takes him two hours to walk to the Krusty Krab every day because of the boat without the boat, that's where I would say, you know, yeah, okay. But Squidward bikes to work too, so um and we've seen SpongeBob drive. We've seen him drive a sandwich. He he knows what's going on. I think when it when push comes to shove, you know, he can drive a boulder and a boat, uh a, a boulder and a burger. I think he can handle a boat. I think it's just that nervousness of that test that uh, that freaks him out. Uh, but I think if he, Mrs. Puff giving him his license, I don't think he would he would drive around terribly. I don't, I don't think she had anything to worry about. But anyway, uh, 
so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch this episode together. I'm going to take a quick breather here, and we'll be right back to watch the episode of Boating School. Two thousand years later. All right, and we're back. Um, I hope uh, you know the one thing I just thought about uh, during the holidays. Uh, I think there was like two or three episodes that were uploaded um, with a special ad about. Um, adopting animals and that was something that was really special for me uh, to do for anchor so any feedback on that any feedback on the ads um, I know that one plays in the beginning of the show and I know that right you know in between the little break there before we watch the episode um, there there's sometimes plays an ad I, I don't want ads to be intrusive and I definitely if I do something I want it to be fun and something I uh, I believe in uh, of course, working with Anchor is is something I, I absolutely uh, adore. Uh, I love their service, and I think, like, hey, if anybody wants to start a podcast, putting it on Anchor is, is the easiest way. Um, and I've been doing podcasting for, for years. So, yeah, any feedback about those specifically, by all means, please drop me a line. Um, so, yeah, we're watching Boating School. Uh, as I've mentioned, if you have Amazon Prime, you get the first few seasons of SpongeBob for free which is pretty cool um that's how i'm gonna be watching but you can of course uh watch along if you have the dvd lost at sea if you have the complete first season the first 100 episodes um the first two seasons combo pack um and then the the best 200 episodes ever uh and i believe the tea at the tree dome uh dvds have this as well um if you happen to go super old school and you have the lost at sea or the sponge that can fly the sponge who can fly vhs tapes by all means put those vhs tapes in and and cross contaminate eras of entertainment you have like a podcast from 2020 and a vhs uh that would be pretty cool but anyway uh so yeah I'm at the title screen for Boating School. If you want to follow along, you can click play right now. And Boating School. Uh, you know, Torreson Jr., Mr. Lawrence, Eric Weiss, Tom Yasumi, Derek Tryman. Um, there's a few errors in this episode. Uh, the first one comes pretty, pretty close here. Uh, SpongeBob's alarm clock, which is this giant boat siren is in a higher pitched tone. Uh, and now this this is information I'd look up. I am not a musical person at all. Uh, usually the uh, his boat blows in the key of F, but in this episode it does it in the key of B or an A sharp. And I know what that is because I do have people who are musically, even going like music school around me. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. Maybe they were trying something new to see if if doing a higher pitch would be better. Uh, so what's this unicycle uh, contraption? I, it, it reminds me of Squidward's bike a little bit. Obviously, it's got that whole just like underwater uh, maneuver here. All right, so this guy, apparently his name is Jimmy. He earned his driver's license. He is in the credits. He is referenced as a customer, which is listed as an error. And I'm going to defend this. 
you do have to pay to go to boating school, so calling him a customer isn't that wrong. Uh, so yeah, the oral exam. As I already mentioned, uh, so anybody who who you know is obviously going to go driving. Um, it's not an exam like this. I don't know how every state does, so I don't want to say that in your perspective town or state there wouldn't be an oral exam like this. Um, at least from anyone I've run into and had conversations and told that story about failing, it's been pretty consistent with uh, electronic, you know, electronic tests. Although I did have one person, I believe from Massachusetts, say that they, you know, it, it was still on a computer, but... Um, they had to type answers in and it wasn't anything that you found out right away that you, you passed or not. Like you'd have to write, you know, like type in and write the test and then, you know, you'd be let go and then they would tell you in a day or so if you passed. Um, so I'm sure that's, that's more around. So I wonder if Mrs. Puff wears the helmet for every other student or if it's just Spon I know why she does it for Spongebob um here we go I gotta hear for the my leg there we go uh why do they have fish watching like they have fish in in stands watching people you know on their on their boating exams that just seems weird that's not something I would ever. <laughs> he's not walking, but he's done it. But yeah, I I don't. If they, I, I'm just trying to put myself in the perspective. You know, if if they had a. Um, the ability to watch people perform their driving test, but your driving test isn't on a closed course. I mean, my driving test was, it started in a parking lot, but then it was like, hey, we're gonna go drive on the main roads. Um. <laughs> I, I like that Patrick Pat don't do that I okay I didn't laugh but let me tell you one of the that the idea that Patrick went into Spongebob's house went into a closet in his library which is is massive by the way I don't think his Spongebob's library gets enough credit for just how cool it looks um but for Patrick to break into the house, go into the closet that's in SpongeBob's library for some reason, and to put on the pants, and it's just like, I'm gonna sit here and make. I my best friend wouldn't. Okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, I would do that for my best friend solely just to reference this episode. But without thinking of SpongeBob, I wouldn't do that to my best friend, <laughs> and I don't think he would do that for me. And if he did. It would literally only be to reference this episode. <laughs> the fact that he's yelling, testing. Um, let's see. Uh, there you can go, lucky, lucky Underwear. Everybody should have a pair of Lucky Underwear. Um, apparently when SpongeBob entered his side room, he uses a slide, but it disappears once he sits down. Um... I'm just going to let that slide. <laughs> I'm going to let that go because uh, um, 
the, the slide entrance is cool enough and maybe it retracts. Uh, I love the idea that Mrs. Puff here just got dropped off by an ambulance. Um, apples underwater. Uh, now, the the test seems absolutely insane coming up. Like, and, and SpongeBob's doing very incredible acrobatics with the boat that I like. It would, it there's is Mrs. Puff asking for him to drive on one side of the boat? So he started the boat, which she seems so nervous about. I. How does Patrick know how to drive? This is the stuff. This is a little bit of a complaint. Um, season one, Patrick, even though he's dim-witted, still seems smart. He he seems cognitive. Like he could see. He knows like how to drive. He knows about the big toe. He knows about all this stuff with driving. And I'm coming to to realize that now everything that SpongeBob does behind the wheel is all because of Patrick, even the incredible stuff I was talking about. So Patrick, super smart. He's able to drive, but later seasons, they just, um, they turn that, that dimwit dial all the way up and really just make that an incredible, uh, you know, an, an incredible part of his character where it just, he is so dumb uh, but go back to the earlier seasons. He's not that bad. Uh, so we got this road that hooks up over a, a piece of coral. <laughs> and Patrick's still putting on SpongeBob's pants, um, even though he's not supposed to. Yep, flying over an anchor. SpongeBob's diary. I wonder what Patrick read. I wonder, I, I'd like to think that maybe the uh, the photo from the Christmas party of Spongebob is in that diary and Patrick just took it right there. Spongebob, yeah. So Patrick's able to direct him while, without even looking. He's in the kitchen and somehow directing uh, Spongebob around through the boat. I know it's a cartoon, but Patrick's incredible. Uh, so we're about to be at the finish line and uh, Mrs. Puff makes makes one little joke about cheating. Now, the idea of the walkie-talkie, um, I mean, people have probably maybe cheated during driving exams and whatnot, but when I think of the little, of the little hearing device and cheating, I instantly think of, um, think like spelling bees, people who have the little earpieces in and, and have people, you know, giving you the answers over the uh over the earpiece. Uh so I don't know if they if they got that from from those situations cuz there's definitely I don't know on the top of my head, but I'm sure that that that's happened uh a, a bunch of times for spelling bees like kids and whatnot. Uh and I'm sure even on a national level, I'm sure they do spelling bees after uh you know, like adults. <laughs> I, I just also like that Spongebob happens to own a hat that perfectly hides that antenna under. <laughs> I, I would like to, th like I, I said it earlier, I would like to think that outside of, of the test, 
Patrick running away as if he's going to get caught. Um, I'm sure outside of the test, SpongeBob would be an incredible driver. I, I don't I don't think he would he would be this terrible. I, I think it's just the the environment, and because it seems like that that uh that driving course is unrealistic. It's not real. It actually, oh my goodness, that reminds me of, um, there's a show Mythbusters, uh, and he breaks the same lighthouse. Um, there's a show Mythbusters, and um, I, I can't tell you what season or what episode, but the um, there's of course the two main Mythbusters, Adam and Jamie, and then there's the the secondary Mythbusters, the three uh, Tori. Uh, oh my goodness. Who are the three Mythbusters? I'm going to give them credit because they upset me in this one episode. And Mrs. Puff's course reminds me of of that uh, of that, that course there. Uh, Carrie, Tori, and uh, Grant Imahara. So those three were doing the test that you could drive that like people going past border patrols in the middle of the night would shut all the lights off in their car and be able to drive fast enough past those, those, uh, points to not get caught. Um, and to do this test, they, they did it at a go-kart course, um, shut all the lights off and had like logs and stuff in the middle of the go-kart course. And I'm sitting there thinking, what road, (laughs) what road going past one of these checkpoints is, is like a go-kart track, you know? So the test was, oh, could you shut the lights off and drive, you know, and I like, and you're missing the real, the, the realistic, uh, moonlight, you know, the fact that your eyes are going to adjust with the moonlight and then you're able to see a little bit better at night. And that, that always bothered me. So that reminded me of Mrs. Puff's course. Um, it is, it's not a realistic representation to, to driving out in the, in the world would be for SpongeBob. Um, so I think it's a bit unfair, but, but that was the episode boning school. Um, it's, it's very simple. It shows off, um, SpongeBob's strengths. It shows off that, you know, he's able, as far as the oral exam goes, he is able to crush that. He's obviously done it a ton of times. Um, but then it also shows his anxiety. The second he gets behind that wheel, Mrs. Puff's right next to him with her clipboard. Um, and he just shuts down. He can't do it. Um, and this is also a good showcase for Patrick, too, who, without him, SpongeBob wouldn't be able to do any, any of those of those uh, uh, of those stunts or any of the driving, even the simple thing of turning on the car it was all it was all Patrick. Um, and I wish we could get back to that. I mean, I love Patrick being dumb, but I also like those moments where he can be a little smart, too. So it's just it's a little it's a little bothering. Uh, but anyway, that was boating school. That was the introduction to Mrs. Puff. That was the start of, of the My Leg Running Gag. An absolute wonderful episode in season one. And uh, just a, a, a another wonderful episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. So uh, this is Captain Eric. Uh, reminder, if you want to keep in touch with the show, we do have the Facebook page. We are on YouTube uh, at SpongeBob Podcast on Instagram. And I think at I'm Ready Podcast on Twitter. Uh, although I will just be perfectly honest, Twitter, out of all the social medias, is probably going to be used the least and, and just 
kind of used once in a while. Um, uh, just like big updates and whatnot. So uh, thank you for listening. And have a wonderful day today, Sponge fans.